Manx Radio Sport. Just gone two and a half minutes after five o'clock here on Manx Radio, AM 1368 and Manx Radio Digital. Welcome along to Saturday Sport Classified for Saturday the 6th of January. And we'll start off with the classified results and uh, begin with football in the ECAP FA Cup preliminary round. The game between St. Uh, Malou and St. Mary's was postponed. Uh, Paul Rose nil, Laxey 15, Braddon 2, Peel 3. Onken 3, Ramsey 5, St John's 2, Ramsey Youth Centre Old Boys 0. Douglasson District against Foxdale was also postponed, as was Moran against Castletown, and we are awaiting a result for Governors Athletic against Michael. Jim's 2, Colby 3. We will have the draw for the first round of the ECAP FA Cup coming up a bit later in the programme. Moving on to Canada Life Men's Premier League, Air 1, Corinthians 2. Douglas Royal 4, St George's 0. In the Canada Life Combination 1, Corinthians 3, Peel 1. The game between Ramsey and Eyre was postponed. And in also in Combination 1, Russian 3, Union Mills 0. St Mary's 8, Douglas Royal 1. Moving on to DPS Limited Combination 2, the games between Foxdale and Jim's and Douglas Athletic against Douglas High School Old Boys were postponed. Ramsey Youth Centre 3, Colby 4 and we're awaiting a result for Castletown against Malou. I know we've had issues with the uh, data and mobile usage today but 166-177 is the text number if you can send us any of those missing scores. Uh, possibly also if you're at home on your Wi-Fi you might be able to get in touch via WhatsApp 07624-166-177 if you can uh, fill in any of those missing scores we've got. Uh, moving on to rugby... In the Regional 2 Northwest, Douglas 27, Vale of Loon 13. In the Counties 4, ADM, Langston, Cheshire, Vagabonds 19, Ellesmere Port 30. And in the Ravenscroft, Manx Shield, Western Vikings against Ramsey was postponed, as was PDMS Southern Nomads against Barbarians. That was also postponed. Uh, we will be catching up with Dave Christian a little bit later on in the programme as well to get a full review of the rugby action. In hockey, the opening day of the men's and ladies' divisions today, the Backers B in the men's division, Backers B1, Castletown A2. Vikings A3, Backers A2, Harlequins A2, Valkyries A2, and in the Ladies Premier Division, Harlequins A0, Vikings A3, Castletown A0, Valkyries A3, Backers A3, Castletown B0, and the Men's Division 1, Harlequins B0, Vikings C1, Vikings B4, Castletown B1, Valkyries B3, Ramsey A0, and in Ladies Division 1, Backers B4, Backers C1, Valkyries B1, Castletown C1, and we're awaiting a result for Vikings B against Ramsey A, and in Men's Division 2, Ramsey B4, Valkyries C4, awaiting a result for Backers Colts against Backers D, Ladies Division 2, Valkyries C1, Castletown D5, again awaiting results for Castletown E against Vikings C and Ramsey B against Harlequins B. And in the mixed under-15s league, Harlequins 7, Vikings 0. 
and the Castletown Sabres against Backers. That game pushed back at half past four, so we uh, don't understand we have a result for that game yet. So uh, first things first, let's move on to uh, football and look back at the day of the FA Cup kicked off for the 23-24 season. Tony Meppham, uh, good game for you, plenty of action. I know you got cut off mid-flow, didn't you? A couple of big moments today and uh, the 4G just crashed and said, no, we, we don't want people to hear about this. It always happens. It uh, all started from around playing fields first uh, because we travelled down there, but uh, the officials had a look at the pitch and said um, it was unsafe. Um, I'll be neutral here. I walked the pitch in that uh, top corner uh, was slushy, there's no doubt about it. So it goes down to the referee's decision and the referees thought it was dangerous and uh, they uh, said that the game couldn't go ahead. Um, you know, both clubs were there, both clubs wanted to play, but uh, at the end of the day, it's the officials and uh, I believe there was three there. Mark Thomas, very experienced, Matty Shaw, very experienced and Janine Ann Doyle as well, who uh, all made the decision together. So that's why it was off. You know, one or two sort of text messages coming in, what we can get in, um, just explaining the situation. And uh, I've seen it with my own eyes. And um, yeah, it was touch and go. And um, it's just been postponed. It'll be rearranged next week. But then we travelled uh, up road uh, where Braddon and uh, Peel had the sense to uh, sort of see that the weather was closing in in the week. And um, Braddon gave up home advantage and played this one at uh, Peel and... Um, certainly uh, there was a big uh, sort of surprise for everyone in store because it was quite a tight game and uh, Peel took uh, the lead through uh, Dan Pickering good header after a ball in from uh, Lee Gale and uh, 1-0 it was uh, but then uh, just about 10 minutes before half time Bradmore awarded uh, a penalty it was due to a handball and I asked the official the reason why he gave it he said the ball came into the centre-back hit him on his chest came down to his hand and then it went to the goalkeeper so you know, handball, a penalty was awarded and uh, they scored the penalty. But uh, in the meantime, uh, just before, I think it was, uh, Luke uh, Doherty sort of passed a comment to the referee about uh, a decision, I would think, and uh, he got red carded. And then after the penalty was taken and scored by uh, Dan Kinraid, uh, the goalkeeper then uh, passed a comment and he was given a red card. Uh, so uh, for 10 minutes of that uh, remaining part of the, sec- of the first half, uh, they only had uh, nine players, but... Then they changed things around. It was a good move, really, by uh, Peel. Uh, Tom uh, Brown went in up front and uh, Tom pulled one back. Uh, so it was uh, looking uh, good then, 2-1-2 Peel. And uh, Peel, uh, obviously, t- with only nine players, really tough going for them. Uh, but uh, Braddon were awarded another penalty. It was a penalty, clear cut, pushing the back uh, to uh, the Braddon forward. And uh, Dan uh, was there, Kinraid, to uh, score second. And uh, then it was Tom Brown who got his uh, second of the game also in that second period to make it uh, Braddon 2, uh, Peel 3. And uh, well done to Peel for working so hard in that second half to close Braddon out because I thought the first five minutes, Simon, it was going to go all to Peel because mm. it looked so strong, even though they were down to nine. But uh, Braddon kept uh, chipping away and unfortunately they couldn't get uh, the goal to put him into maybe extra time. And uh, Braddon go through in the draw tonight. And a uh, big result at Pull, Pull Rose or a big result for Laxey, uh, 15-0 victory yeah, for them. Yeah, and when you look at the league tables, Pull Rose are bottom of Div 2, Laxey are, are flying in mm-hmm. uh, the Premier League now and uh, Jordan Cooper, uh, he does uh, miss a few games through injury but uh, he played well today. He got six of the goals. Uh, Tommy Kenny got uh, two. Uh, Greg Kelly got a couple of goals and own goal. Dave Reynolds, uh, Adam Meelan, Tom Cowan and Joe Walters completed the score. And so, as you say, Poros nil, Laxey 15. Uh, we're just trying to... I've got a whole influx of text messages that have just come in here in all sorts of orders and things, but there's there's one that stands out, which is sort of half a text message. I believe Michael 
um, won that, that FA Cup game. We're waiting on the results okay. on, I believe, it. Michael won uh, in extra time. Uh, played 60 minutes with 10 men, apparently. But I haven't got a score there. Okay. Um, so I'm just trying to piece these bits and pieces of information that are coming through <laughs> now. The text messages are working again. So if someone could just send through that score to 166-167, that's the uh, ECAP FA Cup game between Goodman's Athletic and Michael. That would be great because that's the one we're missing there. Uh, the game Rob was at, Onken 3, Ramsey 5. Uh, got the score as well and I've got here, uh, it says, I think it's Governors 4, Michael 5, but we'll get that one checked because uh, we just need confirmation on that. OK, uh, so Onkin 3, Ramsey 5 as well, the game Rob was at for us this afternoon. Yeah, I spoke to Rob uh, before about this uh, game and um, it's 2-1 uh, at half time, nice and tight. Uh, Tom Creer with a couple of goals, Adam McCulloch uh, with one. Harry Blissett got uh, two goals for Ramsey. Darren Hudson got one. Uh, Graham uh, Kennish got a goal. And Alfie uh, Scott as well. I think uh, Alfie's only 17 years of age, so well done, Alfie. Uh, probably the talking point on this is uh, quite a nasty injury. Looks like it to uh, one of the Oncom players. Um, it's probably quite common knowledge out there who it is at the moment, so we'll refrain from saying the player's name. Um, but uh, three ambulances were called round to uh, deal with it, and uh, the game was stopped for quite a while. But then it restarted. Uh, so good luck to the player that's injured. Hopefully, um, it's not too serious, but it does look as if um, there may be a, a problem here for it. But we don't want to sort of get mm, it. We, you know, there's, yeah. we've got messages in, but it's not been clear because of what's been going on with the internet and everything. Okay, elsewhere in the FA Cup, uh, St John's 2, Ramsey Youth Centre nil. Uh, probably results that St John's would have expected to get. Yeah, I agree with you, Simon, because uh, today, new signing, Luke Murray, he got uh, one for St John's. Good luck uh, with your new chosen club, uh, Luke. No uh, hard feelings from me, <laughs> but uh, no, he's a great player and uh, he's another player who's suffered uh, with uh, problems and he's back in playing and it's the main thing uh, to uh, get him playing football. Dean Lee's got one goal as well and also Dino, I think you missed a penalty as well, but it didn't affect your mates, so it doesn't matter. St John's uh, go through, St John's 2, Ramsey, you sent to no boys now. And I've just had another text in there, Michael, 5, Gunners Athletic, 4, yeah. uh, after extra time. Uh, another tight game, Jim's 2, Colby, 3 as well. Yeah, and uh, we're just waiting uh, for the Jim's goal scorers. If you could, you might be able to get through to us now, 166-177. We do have uh, the three Colby goal scorers, and that's Paul Whitley. He got all three, so great day there for Paul. And uh, moving on, then we'll do the draw for the ECAP FA Cup first round very shortly. But uh, quickly at the two games we had in Canada Life Men's Premier League, uh, Air couldn't fall on their success of Boxing Day in the Railway Cup final, uh, but a great win for Corinthians. Absolutely superb uh, result. I know it's my club, but um, you know they've been uh, sort of struggling of late to get some goals, and today. Uh, outstanding performance uh, right the way through and um, it was Corinthians who took the lead Josh Ridings with the uh, first goal then Sean Kelly equalised and uh, Josh Ridings uh, got the winner in the second half so that's Ayers first defeat this season and uh, Corinthians hopefully the young lads there can bounce back because very du- difficult this transition young good young players who played at junior level Simon and only know how to win and then suddenly come into senior level and it's hard going for them but today well done to all of you and uh, evidently Jao Marquez who's a super player and Jao's not that old he's about 1920 uh, Jao had a tremendous performance so well done to everybody and um, commiserations to her and uh, Douglas Royal big win for them good three points on the board uh, you know against St George's uh, 4-0 yeah it's a brilliant result uh, you know Geordies don't know what sort of team they had out uh, but when you've got the calibre of player like Sam Baines coming back in he got uh, one for Douglas Royal Dominic McCarry Brennan's got his shooting boots on now he got a couple of goals and a rare one not two rays, uh, the odd, uh, maybe two a season or something. Simon Dearly, well done Simon, uh, got the other one. Cracking result that for Douglas Royal. 
And down in the combi, just had a correction come through on the text. We, we said it was Russian three union mills, and it was actually Russian eight union mills nil. Right. Uh, it was a full time I've had it on the text there. Uh, results standing out for you. I know we had a couple of postponements down in the combi, but again, Corinthians with a, a good win against Peel. Yeah, Corinthians um, uh, beat uh, Peel 3-1 it was. Uh, we had a 3-0. Nigel Moody rolling back the years. He got the three goals for uh, Corinthians. Uh, Ramsey against Air was postponed. As you rightly say, Russian 8, Union Mills nil. I have the information on that, and it was 3-0 last one, but then everything went blank. But I know the three goal scorers, the first three, was Luke Roberts, Jack uh, Snydel got one, and Ashley Blake. Uh, St Mary's 8, Douglas Royal 1. Haven't got uh, their goal scorers uh, through just uh, yet. Uh, yes, I have. It's just come through now. Well done, Anthony. Uh, Jamie Skillen got three. Uh, Liam uh, Bowley got two. And uh, Robert McGinn uh, got his name on the score sheet. So there's uh, six of uh, the goal scorers for a start. Anyway, haven't got Douglas Royal's goal scorer. And down in Combi too, Foxdale James was postponed. Douglas Athletic against Douglas High School. All boys was postponed. Uh, Rams Youth Centre against Colby is the only result we've got because we're awaiting Castletown against Maloo. But uh, tight game. That sounds like 4-3 to Colby in the end. was a tight game. Haven't got Rams Youth Centre's uh, goal scorers. But for Colby, it was uh, Ethan Ludgate with one. Uh, Harry Harrison got a goal as well. And Theo Kiagos, we think it is, uh, with a couple of goals there for Colby to get them the three points. All right, Tony, thank you very much. We will uh, come to those draws we're going to do later on for the ECAP FA Cup first round, the GH Call at Woods Club preliminary round. We'll get to those a bit later on. But before we do that, uh, just gone quarter past five, let's uh, head over to Dave Christian. And Dave joined us with a look back at today's rugby action. Good evening, Dave. Yeah, good evening, Simon. Uh, good day for Douglas. Not so positive for Vagabonds. And uh, definitely not so positive for the Ravenscroft Manx Shield, but I'll, I'll, I'll sweep that up at the end. Uh, Douglas climbed to seventh place in a regional two northwest with a 27 13 win against Vale of Loon. Um, elsewhere in the table was where all the action was, though, because uh, uh, as I'm flicking through the results now, Douglas's closest rivals at that bottom half of the table Altrigham, Kersall, um, Vale of Loon, Liverpool, St Helens and Winnington Park all lost this afternoon uh, and that means Douglas jump up two places in the table uh, they've got an away fixture against Whitchurch who are in eighth place one place down from Douglas and uh, they go to Whitchurch <coughs> excuse me in Shropshire uh, next Saturday uh, and, and another very winnable game for them and uh, Douglas's climb has been slow and steady but uh, they've accelerated a little bit since the start of December they had those two great wins couldn't have run up to Christmas another solid performance this afternoon and uh, they're looking nice and pretty in the table seventh place picked up two places today and I think uh, a win at Whitchurch next week could see them go sixth. Altrim Kersall currently in sixth, but uh, they have a tough fixture against Crew and Nantwich next week. And Douglas could be looking at a top five finish, which wasn't looking quite so handy at the start of the season uh, when they had a couple of close defeats. But uh, fair play to Phil Kringle and his guys down there at Portersheet. They've dug in uh, nice and deep. The players and the playing personnel haven't changed that much, but they really are starting to perform as a unit now. And uh, that's a great result for them today and uh, plenty of breathing space now. Uh, they've got 12 point gap between them and the relegation zone. So things looking a lot more positive for Douglas and a great way for them to start 2024. 
Vagabonds, however, uh, wasn't so good for them. They had a great morale-boosting win just before Christmas, beating the league leaders Ashton Underline away from home as well. And uh, it thought that perhaps with them sitting in third place, they could maybe just kick on and get themselves in the frame for promotion. And uh, they probably still are, but uh, after today's results, uh, you've got a fancy Ellesmere Port as well. 30 points to 19 it finished. Uh, a try conversion and penalty from Ellesmere Port's left wing, Ryan Turner. And with the surname Turner, what nickname would you give the man? Hooch. So uh, the lads all cheering on Hooch, and you, uh, you, everybody loves a good rugby nickname, but uh, had to smile at that one. Uh, Ryan Turner, great game for him. Try penalty conversion in the opening uh, 10 minutes. That gave the visitors a 10-0 lead. Ben Simcox added another, uh, which meant Vagabonds were trailing 15-0 after a quarter of an hour, and they never really recovered from that. Uh, Mitch Wells crashed one back for Vagabonds, but uh, Turner's second and a try from Jack Ratliff just before half-time saw Ellesmere Port go around uh, 25-5 uh, lead at the interval. In the second half, Vagos fumbled in attack, Ellesmere Port countered, uh, and uh, Turner picked up his hat-trick, and that made it 30 points to 5, and uh, Vagabonds with a very, very big mountain to climb. They had a fair crack. Uh, Daniel Bonwick made a break down the right wing, uh, earned Vagabonds a penalty inside the uh, Ellesmere Port 22. Uh, that was tapped quickly. Cal Donnell smashed over from close range, and uh, Cam Finley converted that 30 points to 12. And then uh, just before the half hour, the Vagas' comeback continued. Bonwick himself scoring this one with a close range drive. Cam Finley added the conversion, and uh, with just over 10 minutes or so to go, uh, Vagabonds trailing by 11 points. You thought they might just do it, but uh, Ellesmere Port uh, turned on the reserve fuel tank and uh, just managed to hold out in the end. Uh, another try for Vagabonds would have given them a bonus point uh, and uh, possibly two bonus points if they finished within seven. And, uh, you know, two scores could have been made the difference there. Two tries with the way Cam Finley was kicking. Uh, they could easily have won the game, but uh, it wasn't to be. Five points for Ellesmere Port, nothing for Vagabonds. And Ellesmere Port at the top end of that table have two games in hand. And uh, if they win those two in hand, they'll be right up there in the frame at the end of the season. And on today's performance, they thoroughly deserve it as well. And a uh, big hand up for Jack, uh, Jack. Big hand up for Ryan Turner out there on the left wing. Uh, three tries, penalty and a conversion, 20 points for him. And a very, very good game. In the Manx Shield, things didn't quite go so positively. Uh, Western Vikings against Ramsey was due to take place at QE2. Uh, there was a late venue switch on that yesterday when it was uh, moved up to Ramsey. But uh, Vikings, uh, despite their Cheshire Plate success this season, uh, couldn't get a team out today. And that game was postponed quite late this, this morning, around about 10, 10.30, the news came through. And the game at Southern Nomads and the Ellerman Barbarians, unfortunately that was postponed, but that was due to uh, no match officials being available. We only had one referee available this afternoon, that was Joe Phelan, and he was covering the Vagabonds Ellesmere Port game. So uh, match officials, it's the first time we've had one this season, but uh, they do happen from time to time. But, uh, hopefully everybody be raring to go next week, and I understand from uh, Joe Phelan, who's a uh, uh, rugby referee coordinator here in the Isle of Man uh, that uh, he'll be able to cover next week's fixtures so uh, we're okay next week it's uh, a little blip I think uh, and as I said it doesn't happen very often but uh, occasionally uh, you have to swallow one and uh, that was today Southern Nomads against the Barbarians.
Dave Christian, uh, thank you very much and uh, glad we got to talk to you because I thought we'd be struggling with the 4G issues we've had today. But uh, thank you for uh, coming on and joining us reviewing today's rugby action. Manx Radio Sport. Moving on to the draw for the ECAP FA Cup first round very shortly. Just one more result to bring you in DPS Limited Combination 2, Castletown 6, uh, Malou 0. Tony, another uh, you know high-scoring game. Yeah, and I've uh, just got the scorers through, thanks to uh, Castletown. Obviously, stuff is getting through and not getting through. Uh, but uh, but Baby Driver Glover got uh, two goals, Keen Cotton got two, and uh, Ben Shaw as well. So a good result that for Castletown. All right, Tony, thank you very much. And uh, to join us uh, on the line from uh, London, uh, the sponsors of the FA Cup uh, ECAP. And uh, we are joined by, if uh, the phones will decide to work and allow me to take them off hold, uh, Brooke Longhurst, the Managing Director of ECAP. And I'll just try and bring that call back. Why is it not opening uh, up for me? I tell you what we will do. We will do this and uh, we'll come back to Brooke in just a couple of minutes. Chris Pearson. The Sunday Chill Out. Every Sunday evening from 7 till 9. Round off your weekend or your workend with Manx Radio's Sunday Chill Out Show. The Sunday Chill Out. Get in touch through the week by emailing chill at manxradio.com and then tune in to check the tunes each and every Sunday from 7. Manx Radio's Chill Out Show, tomorrow evening from 7. OK, let's try that again. I think we can now be joined uh, on the line uh, by Brooke Longhurst, Managing Director of ECAP uh, down in London. Good evening, Brooke. Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. yourself? Yeah, really good, thanks. Really good. OK, so we're joining us tonight. You've got the draw for the uh, ECAP FA Cup first round. It's been a great day's action, and we've eventually got all the results to, to come in. There were a couple of postponements today, so Tony will do a bit of jiggery-pokery on the fixtures to, to try and fit those games in. Um, but, Brooke, I believe you're, you're down there. You've got the uh, 16 balls in the bag ready to go? Yeah, ready to go with you, Gensa. OK, Tony, I'll uh, hand over to you now as the officiado of the draw. You know what you're doing. You've done this many a time. Yeah, top man there, uh, Brooke, and uh, wish you and uh, Dan uh, Collier, uh, your partner, uh, the best for 24. I know you're coming over with your business to the Isle of Man, which is great. And also I've been uh, asked by the office staff at the Isle of Man FA to thank you very much indeed and probably on behalf of all the football clubs for your uh, kind sponsorship because you not only do the FA Cup, you sponsor the Ireland men's team as well for the Ireland game. So thank you very much to you and your, Dan. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And likewise, wishing you and all the team at the FA and, uh, and on the radio uh, the best for 2024. Brilliant. Thank you. Right. You've got 16 uh, in the bag. I've got uh, more yep. than 16 teams, actually. I've got 19. <laughs> I've got three either or. So don't panic. You don't need the, ni- the uh, 19. So if you can uh, put everyone out of their misery and do the draw for us for the ECAP FA Cup first round, please. Absolutely no problem. So the first out of the hat is number 10. And number 10 is Michael. And, and Michael will be playing number 12. Is that number 12? Yeah, number 12. Yeah, number 12 is Ramsey. Uh, next out is three. Number three is a home tie for Corinthians. Uh, and they'll be playing number 15. And number 15 is St John's. Uh, number nine. Number nine is an either or. So it's a Maroon or Castletown. And that game will be played next week. And they will play. Uh, number one. 
number one is not the league leaders, they're joint top, Air United. Uh, followed by number eight in the draw. Number eight is an either or, and that's Malou or St Mary's. That'll be played next week. Uh, and they have drawn number seven at home. Number seven is Laxey. Uh, number 14. Number 14 is St George's. Uh, versus number five. Number five is Douglas High School Old Boys. Uh, number six. Number six is a home game for Douglas Royal. Uh, and they'll play number two. And number two is Colby. Uh, no, next out of the hat is number 11. Number 11 is Peel. Uh, versus number 16. Number 16 is Union Mills. Uh, lastly, number 13. Uh, we've had seven, I think. No, it's number 13. 13, sorry. Russian. Uh, and the, the last, uh, last in the hat, number four. Number four is Douglas and District or Foxdale. I'll read those through and then we'll recap over here. Uh, the first one out of the hat was Michael will have a home tie against Ramsey. Corinthians will play St. John's. Moran or Castletown against Air. Malou or St. Mary's will play Laxey. St. George's will play Douglas High School Old Boys. Douglas Royal against Colby. Peel will play Union Mills. And the final one is a home game for Russian against Douglasson District or Foxdale. Brooke, how's the weather in London? Uh, it's been pretty rough over here for our sport. What's it like for your sport over there? <laughs> it, it, it's not been great, to be honest. It's dropped down a few degrees. It's freezing. It's raining. It's miserable. A proper January weather where you just want to hide indoors. So well done for all of the lads and getting out and, and playing today when they could. Exactly, and thank you once again for everything you do for us in the Isle of Man Football uh, fraternity, and we wish you well, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, hopefully see you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy your evening, guys. Take care. Thanks, Brooke. Cheers, Brooke. Thank Bye. you for joining us tonight. OK, Tony, first uh, initial reaction then to those fixtures for the ECAP FA Cup first round. Where, what, what are your, your highlights in that draw? Well, let's go through them from top to bottom. Michael against uh, Ramsey. You know, Michael are, are looking to see if they can get into the Premier League. Uh, they're doing well at the moment, but uh, as Ramsey have shown today against tough opposition in uh, Div 2, Onken, and I've had really good reports, thanks to Steve Fox and also uh, uh, Jonathan Lees, who uh, put information through. So, uh, you know, Onken did really well, uh, but you would expect Ramsey just to win that one, but it is the Cup, so it's all to play for. Corinthians against St John's. Corinthians, um, I'll remember a couple of weeks ago where they put, well, it's four weeks ago now, they played uh, St John's up at Bala Fletcher and got beaten. Um, so uh, Corinthians will take a lot from today's results. So, uh, at the moment, I'll leave myself open with that one because, uh, you know, Corinthians uh, have had a cracking results and John's also have uh, worked hard for the result today against Ramsey Centre. Uh, Malou or Castletown, uh, Moran, sorry, or Castletown. I think uh, Moran are going to give Castletown a real run for the money in that. Uh, so I think Moran might win that one. And then against Air United, well, Air United uh, suffered uh, defeat today. And sometimes, Simon, as you know, you see sport, uh, a team can be, or a individual can be unbeaten for a long time and then mm -hmm. suddenly one comes and then the second one comes uh, so at the moment you've got to go for air. Uh, Malou or St Mary's against Laxey, that's going to be a belter because you would expect St Mary's uh, to beat Malou looking at the two leagues and uh, Laxey are, are thick in the action at the moment aren't they because they're scoring plenty of goals and uh, Jordan Cooper in fine form today with six St George's against Douglas High School Old Boys, Old Boys have improved from the start of the season, St George's will rely on 
what players are available for them. But um, at the moment, you'd go for old boys. Douglas Royal against Colby. Douglas Royal are in fine form. So I'll go for Douglas Royal. Peel against uh, Union Mills. Um, I think the two players that they lost out on today will have finished their three-game bans uh, by then and uh, back in there, but you go for Peel to win that. And they're uh, rushing against Douglaston District or Foxdale. I would expect Foxdale to sort of get the result against D&D and then against Russian. Russian have improved big time as well. That'd be a tight game, but I'd just go for Russian. OK, Tony, and do you know the dates those fixtures will be played at the first uh, round? It's the first Saturday in uh, March, so uh, in February, sorry. So I think it's uh, about the 4th, if I remember rightly, something like that. Uh, I tried to remember that before, but uh, we're trying to get that Michael and uh, Governor's <laughs> score. And we had two sheets here. Um, it was a bit nerve-wracking, but we got it over the line in the end. We did, and just a reminder, there have been some issues with uh, 4G and uh, mobile services here on at the island this afternoon. There has been an update issued about 15 minutes ago uh, to say that engineers ha- have done an update. They've, they've done some bits and pieces services are now being restored uh, there may still be some ad hoc issues but we've seen that ourselves here with text messages coming coming through to phones and things and through to the uh, email inbox here that things are slowly starting to get back to uh, back to normal which is quite nice to know that we've now got everything in um I know you're conscious, Tony, that you're going to need to get off to the uh, FC Isle of Man game down at the bowl. We'll hopefully catch up with Rob very shortly if uh, all our equipment down there is working. <laughs> OK, um, we'll, we'll have a catch with Rob, get team news from there. But before you go, Tony, let's do the draw for the GH call at Woods Cup preliminary round. And uh, Ben Cunningham, Ben, we will get to hockey eventually, eventually yeah, yeah. today. I promise you we, we will. Um, let's say uh, you've got the bag. Uh, twelve numbers, I think we're looking for in this bag, isn't it, Tony, for this draw? Uh, there's twelve in this one, yeah. Uh, Douglas Athletic, um, don't have a first team, have a combination team. So, uh, Ben, if you could, please. Number four. Number four is Douglas High School Old Boys. Number seven. And they will play gyms. Number ten. Number ten is Onken. Number eleven. And number eleven is Pull Rose. Number one. Number one is the league leaders, Castletown. Number five. And they will play ooh, the team that's in second, Foxdale. Number six. And the last one, Governor's Athletic. Against number 12. Against number 12 is Ramsey Youth Centre and Old Boys. So the draw for the GH call at Woods Cup, uh, which is um, the 20th of January, 115 uh, kickoff, is Douglas High School Old Boys against Jim's. Onken will play Paul Rose. Uh, Castletown at home against Foxdale and Governors Athletic at home against Ramsey Centre and Old Boys. All right, Tony, thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, I will let you get off to the bowl now. Uh, FCL have managed actually against uh, Charnock Richard this evening, 6 o'clock kickoff. Hopefully, getting team news from Rob Pritchard very shortly. But have a good evening down there tonight, Tony. Manx Radio Sport. Okay then, uh, and we move on to uh, hockey. Ben Cunningham joining me in the studio, and uh, opening day today, Ben, for you in uh, the uh, men's and ladies leagues. And you've just moved microphone there, so I'm just going to see you on this one now. I'm on this one. That one. There we go. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But both reigning champions suffering opening day defeats. That's the big headline for you from today's action. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, the uh, champions in the men's Premier League and the ladies' Premier League have all suffered their opening day defeats. So, yeah, we'll uh, go through the uh, scores and uh, 
show yeah. what's happened. So, so let's say uh, we, we are still, I, I think we've got a full house for everything that should have finished. We out. have so got a full the, house yeah, now. Yeah, the 4.30 yeah. pushback we're, we're missing. Um, but obviously that will come in in, in due course. Um, so let's start off in the men's Premier League. Uh, backers B1, Castletown A2. Yeah, really close game. And I, I had a feeling it was going to be a, a close one. Uh, Castletown just, just edging it. Uh, Ned McGregor and Matty Gorn for uh, uh, sorry Gorry with uh, goals each for Castletown and then for backers B it was uh, Keane Ledridge uh, Vikings A3 backers A2 yeah this is the uh, uh, men's Premier League uh, champions backers A suffering the first day defeat which it will it It'll be annoying for them but I'm sure they'll bounce back from it uh, really close game uh, half time 2-1 and uh, it was Macklin Wilson, Alex Andrews, and Scott Mason for uh, Vikings uh, A. And then for backers A, it was Andy Whiting and Luca Palato. And the final game in the men's Premier League, Harlequins A2, Valkyries A also 2. Yeah, really uh, good strong start there for Harlequins. They're newly promoted up to the Premier League, and they've uh, they've shown that they're, they're in this for the fight. Oren Blakemore and Ronan Santanatolio with uh, goals each for Harlequins. And then for Valkyries, it was Lewis Nova-Smith and Chris Thomas. And in the Ladies Premier League, uh, the early pushback at 12.30, Harlequins 8-0, Vikings 8-3. Yeah, and again, Harlequins Ladies A promoted up to the Premier League uh, last season. And uh, a 3-0 loss is uh, not a, a terrible result, I reckon, and they'll be happy with that. Uh, Vikings have been known to be really clinical and uh, they were today from the uh, message I've got they just said their short corner routines were just superb and they just couldn't handle it and it was Kim Carney with uh, all three goals a Castletown A0 Val- Valkyries A3 yeah this was the game we well we we half covered on uh, <laughs> Saturday <laughs> live with Paul um, yeah really good game uh, Castletown had their chances but then just they could not finish them, but then Valkyries were really clinical going forward and they punished Castletown with every mistake. Uh, Ellen Cleeter, Eleanor Devro, and Becky Plate all with goals each. And backers A3, Castletown B0. And I was saying this to Tony, how weird is it? All three fixtures in the Ladies Premier League have all finished 3 0. Uh, backers A, there, good result there. Castletown B, they put up a good fight from the uh, messages we've had, but backers were just uh, more clinical today. Emma, Emma Corti, Danny Har- uh, Donna Harrison and Louise Corkill with goals each. Moving on to men's division one, Harlequins B0, Vikings C1. Yeah, really close game. I, I played in this uh, game this morning. It was really end-to-end and uh, yeah, Chris Hine come out on top with the uh, winning goal, but a really good uh, uh, game end-to-end. And a really good uh, display by a Harlequins B team, which were full of very young uh, youth and up-and-coming talent. And Vikings B4, Castledown B1. Yeah, good result there for Vikings B. They'll be definitely wanting to make sure that they're in the run for this promotion this season after missing out last season. Uh, Josh... uh, uh, Josh Wingles with two, Alex Birch and Jacob Harding with goals each, and then for Cast Towns, consolation was Owen Kennedy. And Valkyrie's B3, another 3 0 coming up here, Ramsey A0. Yeah, uh, Ramsey A, of course, relegated from the men's Premier League last season and uh, suffering an open day defeat, which has probably not gone the way they wanted it to. Uh, Valkyrie's, though, it was Neil Jacobs, Michael Deal, and Ali Fipiano. 
And moving on to ladies' division one, backers B four, backers C one. Yeah, uh, good uh, interclub derby there for the uh, for backers. Uh, the B team coming out on top, which is what you would expect, but we have seen it before where a C team has beaten their B team. Uh, Charlie Millwall with two, Penny Webster and Leah Meller for backers B. And uh, for backers C, it's great to see her back playing, Emma Whiting. Okay, and uh, Valkyries B1, Castletown C1. Yeah, really close game. Uh, I caught the end of this game just before uh, we came on to Paul, and uh, it was really close end-to-end, and both teams having really good chances. Uh, for Valkyries, it was Ruby Buchanan, and for Castletown C, it was Danny Kelly. And the later kickoff in a Ladies Division 1, Vikings B4, Ramsey A4. What a thriller that sounds. Yeah. Uh, four, four each, unbelievable there. Um, for Vikings, it was Jess Birch, Georgia, Georgie Higgins, Kate Herrells and El- Eleanor Cayley. And then for Ramsey, it was Christina Kameen with two, Lily Gale and Caitlin Burnett with one. But uh, an eight-goal thriller there sounds really good. And moving on to men's division two, more of the same. Ramsey B four, Valkyrie C four. Yeah, another eight goal thriller. Um, and the the reports we got coming through from this game was it was so very uh, tight. It just could not be split, and a draw was a fair result. Uh, Tom Howard with two, Dan Cross and Richie Richard Hyde with goals each for Ramsey. And then for Valkyries, it was Mike Fowles with two, Jules Collies with one, and Dan. Uh, Dan Ishmael with one. Sorry if I pronounced your last name wrong there, but yeah. And backers, uh, Colts three, backers D2. Yeah, the uh, the senior team, backers D, D giving their young uh, backers Colts team a run for their money mm. there. Um, Ollie Christian and Alex Stewart with two goals for backers Colt. And then for backers D, it was uh, Jazz Sly and Dave Neal. And moving on to ladies division two, Valkyrie C one, Castletown D five. Yeah, really uh, good result there for Castletown D. Just what they'll be wanting uh, for Valkyrie C. It was Ruby Buchanan again uh, playing in her second game of the day. She's got the uh, Valkyrie C consolation, and then for Castletown D, it was Sophie Python with three. Lola Hornby Wheeler with one and Isla Isla Cox with uh, a goal each. I believe is that is that the game the Valkyries finished the game with ten players due to injury? Was that yes, that game they, as well? Yeah. Yes, they've uh, finished that game with ten players uh, due to a player injury, and also they were a bit short on availability this weekend. So, um, good a good result either way. But sh- a shame that Valkyries ended finishing with just ten players. Mm. And uh, second fixture in ladies' division two, Castletown E nil, Viking C nil. Yeah, nothing could be uh, split between the two sides. Uh, both ca- uh, both captains have matched the same. Really close game, and honours even. Okay, and uh, Ramsey B two, Harlequins B two. Yeah, really good game uh, coming from the reports coming from that game. Again, another really close game, and honours even. Uh, Beck's Callow, uh, Beck Callow, uh, Cowley, sorry, with a goal, and uh, Becky Weimer with a goal for Ramsey, and then for Harlequins B, it was Molly Dennett and Laura Smith. And we're moving on to the mixed under 15s league, the uh, 11 o'clock pushback, Harlequins seven, Vikings nil. Yes, uh, good result there for Harlequins. Uh, Josh Holumbi with uh, one, Caleb Blakemore with two, Addison Heaton with one, and Tallulah Wilson with one, and then the 4.30 result, uh, the 4.30 game, which is Castown Savers against Backers. That's currently still playing as it's just running slightly late. Uh, but the I'm 
grateful to Hannah Lease who has just messaged me to inform us that the latest score in that is Castletown Savers 1, Backers 3 and she said the best way to give a good result, well give a report for the radio now is it's a great game and lots of under 15s playing their first full pitch game because of course in the junior league they only play half pitch. Oh, so that's great to hear. So a good good day all round, exciting day all round as you uh, kick off the uh, hockey season. Ab- absolutely, yeah. There's been some absolute thrillers there, f- really close matches, and uh, yeah, what a cracking open uh, opening weekend of the uh, 2024 men's and ladies fixtures. All right, Ben, thank you very much for no joining worries. us. Uh, okay, then, let's uh, talk FC Isle of Man. Rob Pritchard is down at the bowl for us. Uh, FC Isle of Man taking on Charnock Richard this evening for a six o'clock kickoff. And uh, I believe, Rob, you've got some uh, team news down there. We have indeed. Thank you, Simon. Yes, good evening and welcome to the Ball Stadium ahead of this NWCFL Premier Division clash between FC Alaman and Chant Richard with kickoff in just under 18 minutes' time. We do indeed have the team news in for both sides. Let's start with the hosts, FC Alaman. In goal is number one, Ben Wilkinson. Then it's number two, Jack Higgins. Number three, Jacob Crook. Number four, Kyle Watson. Number five, Alex Maitland. Number six, Jamie Corlett. Number seven, Danny Gerrard. Number eight, and the captain, Frank Jones. Number nine, Sean Doyle. Number 10, Dean Pennington. And number 11 is Dan Simpson. The substitutes tonight for FC Isle of Man are number 12, Michael Williams. Number 14, Phil Kelly. Number 15, Ronan McDonnell. Number 16, Owen Sherrod. Number 17 is Charlie Higgins. And for the visitors, Charnett Richard in goal is number one, Connor Easton. And then it's number two, Spencer Bibby. Number three, Marcus Haydock. Number four, Aaron Griffith. Number five, Ross O'Farrell. Number six, Ashley Young. Number seven, Jacob Ridings. Number eight, and the captain, Lewis Haydock. Number nine, Brad Carsley. Number 10, Rustam Stepans. And number 11 is Nathan Nikaias. The substitutes for Charnett Richard. Number 12, Jack Bennett. Number 14, Charles Duke. Number 15, Alexander Santos. Number 16, Fenton Davies. Number 17 is Kevin Spinelli. Your referee this evening is Joe Morell. And his assistants are Liam Thomas and Rob Slinger. Well, FC Isle of Man had that uh, torrid run to forget in December with uh, four straight home defeats, but they brought all that to an end with the final game they had of 2023 with a 3-1 victory here over Bursco seven days ago. And they, Paul Jones, the manager, he's been talking about application, desire and work rate to try and keep building upon those three points that they won last weekend. And they'll need all of that ability and all of that attitude up against a Charnock Richards side who are very much in form and have been riding the crest of a wave of positive results for just over three months now. This Charnock Richards side are unbeaten in their last 17 games in all competitions, winning 12 of those in that time. They also have a lot of ground to make up in the league as well. They've only played 20 games in the NWCFL Premier Division so far. That's due to cup commitments and also a handful of postponements. That means they've actually got 10 games in hand on the team that's played the most. That's Squires Gate with 30, so still plenty of points up for grabs for Charnock Richard going into the rest of the season. If they can continue this run of form that they've had in the league so far in the much fewer games they've been playing they could find themselves challenging right towards the top but a long way to go in this season as well FC Isle of Man they currently find themselves in mid-table but they could climb as high as eighth and go up a few places today with a win tonight depending on the results that have happened elsewhere in the league FC Alaman might also be encouraged by the time that these two teams last met at the bowl during last season in November. Goals from Tom Creer and Dan Simpson securing a 2-1 victory for the Ravens that night, getting revenge for what had happened in the reverse fixture in October 2022 when they were on the end of a comprehensive 5-1 defeat to this Charnock Richards side at Mossy Park. 
So FC Olivman, can they build on that final result of 2023 and make a winning start to 2024? Or will Charlotte Richard continue their excellent form to take back to Lancashire and possibly for the rest of the season? FC Olivman versus Charlotte Richard kickoff tonight at 6pm. We'll be bringing full live match commentary and coverage from just before 6pm. Myself and Tony Mepham on Manx Radio, DAB and AM 1368. Things building up nicely here. Back to you in the studio for the meantime, Simon. Great, thank you very much. Uh, Rob Pritchard looking ahead to that FC Isle of Man game at the Bowl this evening, as he mentioned. Live coverage of that to come this evening. Uh, that's pretty much it for Saturday Sport Classified this week. Thank you very much to uh, everybody who has uh, managed to get results through to us. I know it's not been uh, the ideal Saturday afternoon with these issues we've had with uh, mobiles and 4G data, but I think we uh, more or less got there with uh, all of those results. So thank you for everyone who's uh, sent us messages or, or emailed our pundits uh, directly or messaged our pundits directly to get all that information together. Uh, don't forget the pr- programme will shortly be available as a podcast at manxradio.com and your usual uh, podcast provider as well and Rob will be back next Friday evening uh, from 6, th- uh, 6 o'clock with the Friday Sport Previews. We look forward uh, to the second weekend of sporting action here on the Isle of Man. I've been Simon Quine. We'll hand you back briefly to Christy Dehaven on Manx Radio's FM service uh, before Rob joins us again with commentary from FC Isle of Man again it's Charnock Richard at the bowl. Manx Radio Sport.